Hi, I'm Curious Cass, and this is Curiosity Junkie. I'm on a mission to explore and share ways to manage, soothe, and understand trauma and the anxiety it creates. Because anxiety, over time, can create some pretty serious health issues. And if you're like me, you want to live a long and healthy life. Thanks for tuning in and listening. My hope is that you are enjoying the podcast and the content as much as I'm enjoying creating it. If you'd like to support the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share. It helps me immensely, and I greatly appreciate your support. You can also make a donation through PayPal or buy me a coffee. Links are in the description. Thanks again for your support. Now, let's jump into today's topic, friendly versus friends in a leadership role. In the last episode, I shared that I started a new job in the fitness industry, and I love it. In a leadership role, we are faced with many challenges, especially the middle management group. So I now spend a lot of my time listening to business-based podcasts and watching some of the great leaders on YouTube. This last week, the topic of friendly versus friends in a leadership role came up and it got me thinking, is there a right or a wrong here? Or just some best practices to keep in mind while managing human beings. I'll let you decide. Out of curiosity, I looked up the definition of both to share with you. The definition of friendly, kind and pleasant, a person on good or affectionate terms, favorable or serviceable. The definition of friends, a person whom one knows with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sexual or family relations. And so my curiosity got the best of me, and I threw this question out to the Curiosity Junkie Facebook group. Do you believe that in a leadership role, you can be friendly or friends with those in your charge? Here are some of the responses. Chris Butterfield, yes, have had my best friend and my ex-wife both work under me. Just have to make it very clear when you're at work, business is business, no exceptions. Brian Porter, friendly, question mark, yes. Friends, question mark, that's a fine line to navigate. It is super important to give all earned respect to your employees and create a pleasant, fair, and safe work environment. But I have to tap the brakes on my operations team not to get too buddy-buddy with the pilots so as to blur that line. It can lead to ambiguity about who's the boss, create an appearance of favoritism, and lead to a casual regard for company policies. I generally don't accept friend requests from employees until after they have left the company. Great response. Love that one. Donna Gwen says, I've had multiple bosses that have been friendly at work and also friends outside of work. 
When at work, both parties need to recognize their role and act accordingly. Absolutely. For Deborah Sundstrom, I think you should always be friendly and friends only when you are confident of the individual's maturity and personality. Hear, hear. Ethne Harrison says, being a school principal, I always maintain friendly relationships with my staff, even the challenging personalities. I never pursued friendships with them until after I moved to other schools. The rationale, if a rift develops in a friendship or a reprimand is required, the workplace can become very awkward or even toxic. Completely agree. Owen Lewis says, absolutely, they are beneficial to both parties as long as both realize their roles and don't take advantage. And finally, Lisa Cohn says, I agree with this. I had a few friends from work who reported to me. They were carefully selected. Keep in mind, we are not talking about coworkers who work at the same level as you do. Friendships with coworkers are honestly essential to a happy, fulfilled work environment. What we are talking about is how a leader interacts with their team, those in their charge. As you can see, there are many schools of thought on this topic. Let me share a little story about my experience in retail. Years ago, I began working in retail sales, and I was pretty good at it, and promoted into management. Now, mind you, I really had no previous management experience. I had never managed a team of people, the numbers, goals, or store operations, and yet I found myself thrilled to be stepping into the management position. Fortunately for me, I had just experienced working with one of the best managers, followed by working for the worst manager I've ever experienced. The first manager was always professional, kind with staff and customers. She knew how to praise. She knew how to coach when necessary. She led by example, always walking the floor, engaging with customers. She worked right alongside everyone, every shift. She cared about the numbers and goals. She cared about her team and the customers. She made everyone feel safe, secure, confident, and we trusted her to have our back. I still remember her name, Stacy England. Stacy, if you're out there listening by any chance, Thank you for being an amazing leader, manager, and mentor. This amazing experience was followed by what I would call the most challenging manager I've ever worked for. And yes, I still remember her name too, and I will not be sharing it here today. My hope is that she at some point in her career received coaching and or mentorship that helped her grow and develop better management skills. The second manager was professional with a touch of do as I say, not as I do mentality. Maybe it was a sense of entitlement. I'm not sure. She sat in the office for most of her shift, 
She would come out only to make sure we had done all that she had tasked us with before she left for the day. She had her favorites for sure. And you could tell there was definitely some favoritism in the workplace as in they were never given like the task for cleaning, moving things around, reorganizing, which freed them up to sell, keeping their numbers higher. We pretty much lived in fear, fear of being singled out, fear of being embarrassed, fear of making a mistake, fear of losing our job, fear of not advancing, fear of working too hard and looking better than her. The environment she created was one of fear. We felt unsafe, insecure, and trust was literally non-existent. But what a great experience to have happened early in my sales career because I learned who I wanted to be as a manager and I also learned who I wanted to manage me. On the podcast, No Bullshit Leadership with Martin G. Moore, episode 197, Why Can't We Be Friends? Navigating Friendships as a Leader. Martin shares his philosophy and experience on friendly versus friends. He stated, being friendly is essential and demonstrates you care about the people who show up every day to give their best to you and the team. And in his experience, and in his experience, he says you won't be able to get the best from your team unless you know them well. Otherwise, how will you know how far to stretch them or read the signs of stress or burnout? How would you be able to find development opportunities that align with their career ambitions? Being friendly is the starting point for trust and respect. Now, I completely agree with that statement. There was a time when bosses ruled with fear. That's for sure. It was like command and control, but that no longer works. We are, after all, human beings who crave connectedness. Paul Hargraves, a B Corp ambassador, speaker, and author of The Fourth Bottom Line, Flourishing in the New Era of Compassionate Leadership, says, some may argue that friendships at work make it difficult to address issues of performance management. Others might think that work and pleasure don't mix. And still, others say that bosses should keep their private life private and not let their people see their whole self. Hargreaves himself disagrees with this view and says, Far too long, we have run our businesses with leaders leading in a rather distant, mechanistic command and control mode, which no longer works. Far better for businesses to be full of people, including bosses, being their real selves, focused around a strong purpose and having fun while achieving their goals. He goes on to say that within this healthy environment, Friendships at all levels will inevitably happen. Back to Martin Moore, who also shares his thoughts on why being friends with people in your charge isn't a good idea. And I have to admit, I really do love his points here. They speak to many things that I've experienced as someone 
under leadership and then someone in a leadership role. He gives eight great examples. One, it changes the nature of the relationship on both sides. It makes it difficult to be impartial. Two, no matter what you say or think, you will find it even harder to do the hard work of leadership when it comes to friends you'll reject the negatives and instead give them the benefit of the doubt in every situation. Three, it will be harder to overcome your inbuilt biases. You will no doubt have a higher level of respect and admiration for them. Number four, you need to exercise your duty and care as a leader without fear of favor. Give all the same opportunity support, and protections. Number five, a friend will eat into your, quote, respect before popularity, unquote, mantra. With friends, we want to be popular. We don't want to risk being unpopular. Number six, you'll find it hard to keep your guard up, likely to share things you probably shouldn't with your friend. Number seven, there will be perceptions of favoritism by your team. This will erode your credibility. And finally, number eight, when a friend underperforms and you have to make that tough decision to remove them from their role, it leaves a nasty taste in everyone's mouth. And when you take action, it will most likely result in the end of that friendship and all involved, including any friends of those friends who also decide you're the devil, leaving a noticeable hole in your social calendar. If we do our job as leaders, we are spending 90% of our time with our top producers, which means we will naturally become closer to them. Martin says the secret here is to make sure that you keep a professional distance no matter what. I absolutely find all of this extremely interesting, and I love that there are many schools of thought on this topic. And honestly, it probably is a personality thing, probably depends on a lot of different factors. My experience is that early in my career while developing my leadership skills, I was promoted after becoming friends with those I worked with. It was very challenging to navigate the friendships and the job responsibilities that early in my career. The lines got blurred, people were let go, people quit. It was the learning experience of a lifetime. Today, maybe because I have done the hard work on myself and I can set boundaries and respect the boundaries of others, I find myself being more friendly than friends at work. I believe it's a bit like parenting. I care for those in my charge. I want the absolute best for them personally and professionally. I'm extremely passionate about that piece. And like parenting, I am not there to be their friend. I am, however, there to support their growth and success and will encourage them to be independent thinkers in order to be confident decision makers. My goal is to create a safe and secure environment for them to speak openly and freely while building mutual trust and respect. 
I believe that when we create these amazing work relationships that say, I'm here for you and I support you and the job we do together, we can feel safe and we can be vulnerable and brave, share openly and honestly, which will in turn create a collaborative and focused work environment. Well, that's it for me today. I would love to know your thoughts on friendly versus friends in a leadership role. So please leave your comments down below. Thanks again for tuning in and listening. If you love today's episode, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share. This helps me out greatly and I appreciate your support. Stay safe and stay curious, my friends. 